Blog Talk Radio. The novel coronavirus belongs to the same family as prior outbreaks you've heard of, such as MERS and SARS. However, this virus does appear to be much less deadly. The WHO predicts the mortality rate will be 1 to 2 percent. The disease it causes is called COVID-19, a respiratory illness that spreads from person to person through droplets produced when someone coughs or sneezes. The majority of cases are mild, and most people don't feel sick at all. 80 to 85 percent of people will, will, will not have anything. Now, among those 15 to 20 people who will have, the vast majority, again, 85 percent of those 20 percent or 15 percent, have a mild kind of a flu. And only a very small number will have severe uh, symptoms. Symptoms can include low-grade fever and a cough. Others also experience fatigue, headaches, or diarrhea. For serious infections, complications can include pneumonia in the lungs, organ failure, and in extreme cases, death. So who is at higher risk? Elderly people. In China, the average age of people who have died is in the 70s. Others at risk, those with pre-existing health conditions, people who smoke, and frontline health workers. At this time, there are no vaccines or cures for this coronavirus. The best thing you can do is to take some basic steps to lessen your chances of contracting it. Number one, hand washing regularly and for at least 20 seconds with soap and water. Also, avoid close contact with sick people or traveling to areas with known large outbreaks. Disinfect objects and surfaces you touch a lot, like your phone, and stop touching your face.
the planet to his knees. I mean, just how, if it's the Father, how far will his judgment go? If it's the New World Order, how low will these men stoop? Or is it just a natural, excuse me, if I can talk tonight, or it's just a natural disaster? It's just an accident. It's just something that just happened. Well, we don't believe that one, but we don't know everything. We could be very well wrong tonight. Everybody got their opinions. We have a very intelligent panel tonight coming your way, brothers and sisters. Um, we have the five foot stone panelists in the house. Uh, that's going to be some very regulars, uh, brother. Uh, the moderator, of course, brother John Clark is going to be coming your way tonight again, as well as Pastor Alfie Chris of Alathia Temple. And uh, you have more personalities as well, Brother Ella Shua of Israel Now, and Sister Eliana is back. Sister Eliana Batya is back from Beth Shalom, Mashiach. So these are the hitters tonight. And uh, no, we're not doctors. No, we're not sitting inside the boardrooms of uh, the White House. And But folks, Never underestimate yourself and others that are seeking the Father if they truly come in the name, in his name, if they truly come in the name of the Messiah, Yeshua. Uh, many of you say Jesus Christ come with the same being, folks, Mary's baby who walked the water. When you come in his name, because we cannot come to the Father except we go through a name that will bridge us over our sins through the blood that was shed. So we do that through Yeshua, or some of you say Yahushua, some of you say Jesus. But we come to the Father tonight very, very serious. We'll laugh, you know, be ourselves. But we're very serious because some of you are very, very, very serious. You don't know what to do. You're just like that song. You're saying, what shall I do? Shall I go stack up on the water? Shall I go stack up on the face mask? Shall I go stack up on canned goods? Shall I go st stack up on pasta? That's what a lot of people are doing. How much do I need? Should I have, should I go out? Should I not go to work? Should I go to work? Should I travel? Should I not travel? I mean, do I go to the restaurant? Do I stay home? I mean, how much should I change? Should I just leave? The, you know, where should I go? Where, I, where, do, where do you go? This thing is everywhere. Ironically, though, it's not in a lot of so-called third-world countries. It nearly escaped the continent of Africa. It nearly have escaped South America. Why? We're going to talk about that tonight. Why? Why? That's what AIDS did. You know, it was first something that was far from African Americans, and all of a sudden, everybody African Americans seemed to got it mostly. So, is this a is this a, a smokescreen? And then they're going to go out to the, 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 when everybody, you know, calm down, we look up and this thing is in third world countries. We don't know. But we do know one thing, brothers and sisters. <laughs> the truth is often stranger than fiction. Tonight, we're talking about the coronavirus and it's, and the, um, the disease is called, called COVID-19. Is it a natural accident? Is it divine judgment? Or 
or is it the New World Order's part of the New World Order's population control? I'm going to read the show description so you can be all on one accord. Many of you call the show every single week. You don't get any type of updates. You just call the show. I have no way of knowing who you are, but some of you have get, have had that number for years. So this is for you. I went on to just send this to others and said, no doubt millions are in deep concern, even fear and anxiety over the coronavirus that's projected to kill millions. Many ask, is this simply a natural accident that we will weather through, or is this what, hold on a second, or is this the work of the global network, Wicked Men, a.k.a. New World Order, with an agenda for population control, or something similar? Finally, many ponder, if I can read tonight, is this a judgment from the Most High? A lot of you thinking that. Is this the Most High judging America, judging these European countries, judging China? And I went on to say, then there are others with unknown concerns. Either way, either answer, we all agree this coronavirus is no match for the Most High, nor his people. Amen to that. One more time, I'm going to say that one. Either way, conspiracy, that's what they call all these conspiracies, you know. Either way, either answer, whatever is going on, many of us definitely agree that this coronavirus is no match for the Most High, nor his people. We invite you tonight to the Five Stone Network to hear from our panel and our national callers as we sort through the facts, looking to hear from the Most High. We're very serious about looking to hear from the Most High tonight. And don't don't play with that and think that he won't speak. He can speak through us. He can speak through you if you will seek him. He's not a spook, as many of you think. He is a father, and he cares about this situation. He cares about your safety. He really does. But he can't get to a lot of us because we just can't hear that. That's a little side road. I went on to finish with, with what I sent to many of you by saying, folks, no father would allow such a disease without warnings and directions to protect those who can hear him. Our job is to get in a position to hear from this loving creator, and I will not take it back. That's what the Father wants, us to be in a position to hear, get in a position to hear. He's always loved us. He's always tried to preserve us. If, if the Father wanted to just wipe us out with a disease or anything, it would just be a thought. We wouldn't even have made it this far. No, the Father is trying to preserve us. Yes, there's judgment that's going to come up on the earth and all that, but for the righteous, are you kidding? For the righteous, he wants blessings. He wants to, want to restore our bodies with health. He wants to restore our finances, not with poverty, but with our needs met. And if our, the Scripture says, if your ways please me, brothers and sisters, I will give you the desires of your heart. So not even just your needs, but your wants. If your heart is right, that's the God I serve. That's the Elohim I serve. That's Yah of Israel. And I thank him for making all this possible through his son, Yeshua. I really do. I'm so excited about what happened 
through the Messiah offering up his blood. I can never talk about it enough, folks, but I'm not going to do that. Again, we have in the house the, a panel. They're in the house. seem like everybody, I think I see everybody. So we're going to go ahead and go straight to the phone lines. Play a little tie trip in the background. I was listening to this song earlier, and it just it really, 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 really ministered to me. Check out this little, just a little bit of this so we get going here. Check this out. Another episode. Let's get at it. Okay, let's just do just that, and we'll go back to the phone lines and bring on brother, uh, the one and only brother Ella Shure. Eric code six seven eight five five nine. Brother Ella Shure, Israel Ellison, are you there? Yes, I am. I was actually muted. Uh, <laughs> how did you unmute me? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, oh, that's right. You can you can cue us oh, in without having to, to go, push brother, you need one now. You ready to go? You need some time. Quickly. Yeah, no, I'm good. As I said, uh, hi, everyone. Okay, it's Brother Ella Shure, and I think we got Sister Eliana also all the way in Mercy, California. I thought I saw her. Okay, here we go. Sister Eliana, Erico 209-683, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight, sister? I'm well, I'm blessed, and I'm highly thankful. You don't hear that radio? What? I was like, I was pretty sure. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Brother Ella Shure. Can you me, please? Okay. Yeah, just a little bit of noise. Not bad. Okay, so see, Ella, go ahead. We'll try it again, please. Okay, well, I said hello. I am blessed and I'm favored, highly favored of the most high. I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight. Well, it's good to have all of you on the line, and I don't see Pastor Chris yet. He's basically running just a little bit late. Pastor Chris, if you're in the house on a different phone line, please press 1. I don't see him as of yet, though. Well, again, brothers and sisters, uh, Brother Ella Shure, Sister Eliana, and moderator, we're talking about uh, the COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus, uh, and uh, 
that's the mama and the, the disease is the COVID-19. And uh, I was just looking, just FYI for everybody, because this thing is changing by the hour. Just an FYI for everybody, the amount of people affected by this disease is at 118,926 at this very second. The death is 4,292. Okay, and recover from the disease, recover from this plague, recover from whatever this is we're dealing with, is 66,576. And uh, 70,000 of uh, has been closed, closed cases, which means they had it, they've passed, and, and so that's what's going on, folks. That's what's happening in our world. Um, 48,000 currently is, is infected against 116, 118 cases. Right now, 48,000 is, is currently infected. 70,000 is closed. So that's that's great news. So you don't have to die, brothers and sisters, by this. Ella, sure, kind of want to go to you a little first because you said some very powerful. Well, hold on a second. I'm moving a little bit too fast, folks. Hold on one second because some of you, you really don't know what we're dealing with. So I think I probably should pay, play. I'm going to let the moderator make this call, but I have a 10-minute audio that brings everybody up to speed as to what's going on right at this right this second. They're probably going to repeat some of the things I said. I may be more current than they are because I have a website that updates it by the second. So I don't know if this uh, YouTube video is going to be as accurate as what I just gave y'all, but I kind of want to go to it first where we can know kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, what do you think, my, uh, Brother Moderator? Again, uh, there's a video, uh, audio I have that, that where they're talking about an update on it, even, you know, so, but I just gave y'all live numbers in terms of who's, how many is affected, but they have an actual update on some different things going on around the world. Do you want to go to it, or do you just want to just kind of hear from everybody, uh, what, do you, what say you? I say let's go ahead and go to it. I think it'll be good to lay the foundation, then we can just get at it. Uh, boy, you moderate, you always, I think that's a great idea. Well, folks, let's do that really quickly, and, um, and you're going to hear exactly what we're doing. Because this thing is changing so quickly. I'm glad Brother John said that because I'm telling you, it's changing just that fast. So let's get this clip here. And uh, we'll be right back. Folks, again, you've been listening to the Five Foods Network. And uh, this is Brother Seth. And, um, okay, let's see here. Y'all bear with me. My computer's moving a little bit slow. Well, Sister Aliana, while we're waiting on this to come up, I just want to thank you for t- for joining the brothers tonight. It is it's going to be so nice to have you in the house. I know it's a, always a sacrifice when you because you're doing so much, but I really appreciate you t- just so you know that, Sister. Okay, well, you know what? It, it's really a pleasure, and I just wanted to say I'm really excited because I um, launched. Uh, something called Real Talk on Thursday evenings for people to come and just ask questions like we do here on Blog Talk. And it's really taken off here in the Fed, getting a lot of feedback. And um, it's going to be our second week. So it's really, really encouraging me that, you know, the Father is touching the hearts of a lot of people and they have questions. And this is, it's going to be a good place for them to get those questions answered. What's the name of the show again? Excellent. 
It's not a show. I'm actually doing it at the location. I'm just calling it Real Talk, but I'm I'm doing it on Thursday evenings. People in this area, in the Central Valley and Merced, can come and ask questions. And I'm thinking about putting it together with a blog talk, maybe doing a that night so it can uh, reach more people. But I haven't gotten it all worked out because I'm at the very beginning stages. But somebody mentioned, you know, can they hear it online? And I said, you know, that's probably a really good idea to just open it up and also have the people right there asking their questions. Yes, yes. And then also people online asking questions too. And then it can be archived and everybody can can get the education. So that's something that I need to plan out. Well, I know you're doing your thing up in Mercy, and we're going to hear more about that a little later on, but I really appreciate you uh, sharing that. And maybe the Five Six Phone Network, we can kind of uh, team up and do something live with you there in person and we here on the, uh, in the studio, so to speak. Really appreciate yeah, that, Yeah, Brother okay? John said, I'll be there. And I was like, are you coming to Merced, coming <laughs> to California? <laughs> and he said, I'm there. How are you doing, so, Sister Eliana? <laughs> more, more, I'm getting more of that kind of feedback. So, it, you know, I do probably need to work it together. And it would be great to have everybody get on to answer some of the questions that are coming forward, you know, live, real time, you know, with people to be able to get some of those, um, you know, questions answered in, in their hearts because, that is something that people want to know, and, and what we do on Blog Talk, you know, I want to, I'm taking it to the streets more with that real-time question and answer about who we are, how do we get to this point. So, yeah, yes, we can work yes, on it. We'll, work we'll talk more about that, and I appreciate you mentioning that, and maybe we'll talk more about it in the future, and like I say, we'll be able to do some things together. Folks, Again, the name of this audio, you can listen to it to yourself because uh, it's going to go a lot of facts really quickly. It's called Growing Fears Over the Response to the uh, Coronavirus as Number of con- uh, Confirmed Cases Soar. Uh, one more time, Growing Fears and, and Over Responses to the um, Coronavirus as Number of Confirmed Cases Soar. This is NBC nightly news. This is very disturbing information. Uh, again, fear not, everybody. Fear not. Don't panic. Okay. Again, talking about uh, what uh, something happened in Wuhan, China started in 2019 called COVID-19 coronavirus. Folks, here we go. We begin with breaking news about the coronavirus. Here in the U.S., at least 33 states and the District of Columbia have confirmed over 500 cases and more than 20 deaths. 100 countries are now reporting cases, and Italy, one of the hardest hit, has placed millions on lockdown. Now, one of the nation's top outbreak experts says something similar could happen here. We also learned there's a quarantine plan for the thousands of passengers and crew who've been stuck on a cruise ship off the coast of California. The State Department also advising Americans, especially those with underlying medical conditions, to stay off cruise ships. Our Steve Patterson has the very latest. Tonight, after nearly a week adrift, in isolation and without answers, finally an end in sight. Agreement has been reached to bring our ship into the port of Oakland. The Grand Princess is expected to dock Monday. Already 21 people are positive for coronavirus, including 19 crew members, thousands still untested. Tomorrow in Oakland, California, those passengers will be transferred to four military bases, two in California, one in Texas, and one in Georgia, where they will be screened, tested, and quarantined for two weeks. 
Passengers say it's been miserable. It's kind of like being in a little prison cell at sea. <laughs> oh, we are not allowed out of our room at all. For Gina Pilata and Mike Nicky, being trapped on board is a matter of life or death. My husband is um, actually, as of today, running out of his diabetic medications. In Oakland, worry from residents as news spreads that the ship is coming in. It's going to just have the whole Bay Area scrambling at this point. That's going to wake everybody up. I think it's going to be a tough situation. Off the coast of South Florida, another cruise liner stuck at sea while officials test two crew members and another in Egypt quarantined with Americans on board. Today, a member of President Trump's coronavirus task force with this urgent warning. If you're a person with an underlying condition and you are particularly an elderly person with an underlying condition, you need to think twice about getting on a plane on a long trip and not only think twice, just don't get on a cruise ship. Meanwhile, near Seattle, at the heart of the nation's coronavirus outbreak, more deaths announced today. A wake-up call for the community now even more cautious. Church this morning was from a distance. We're not touching each other. We've changed some of our basic practices around communion and, and greeting each other. Steve Patterson is at the Port of Oakland. Steve, is it just the passengers getting off that ship tomorrow? Well, Jose, the answer to that is yes, but officials say that crew of 1,100 will remain quarantined on board this ship and treated as necessary. And as soon as those passengers disembark, that ship leaves the bay. Jose? Steve Patterson in Oakland, thank you very much. And in Italy tonight, 16 million people are under a lockdown in the region known as the country's financial hub. NBC's Bill Neely is in Rome with the very latest. The drastic lockdown sent thousands rushing for trains out of Milan. 16 million people are now quarantined, a quarter of Italy's population. No one can leave or enter. Hospitals are being overwhelmed by the virus, said the Prime Minister. It's an emergency. Milan today looked deserted. Italy now the worst hit country in the world. 133 new deaths in just one day, 366 now in all. And today, more than 1,400 new infections. Venice, too, is now locked down and deserted today. Pope Francis said prayers by video link to deter crowds at the Vatican. But he still appeared briefly at a window. The Vatican's museums and its Sistine Chapel now closed like museums across Italy. It is a growing crisis here in Italy and in the U.S., but globally, more people have now recovered from the virus than are ill with it. China today closed one temporary hospital, all patients discharged. The rate of new cases and deaths falling fast. But in Egypt, two dozen Americans are the latest quarantined on a cruise ship. This one trapped on the Nile. At least one American has tested positive. The rest, scared. It's an overwhelming feeling of uh, being helpless. We have no control over anything. Italy's new rules will be tested tomorrow as millions begin a new work week. Its richest region now closed for a month. Bill Neely, NBC News, Rome. And in Washington State tonight, we learned those new deaths were tied to a nursing home. Many have already died from the virus. The state's health care system is under immense strain, and there's concern that other states could soon face the same challenges. Here's Kathy Park. Tonight, growing frustration in Seattle at the nursing home now linked to 16 coronavirus deaths. The facility where residents are at heightened risk saying they need more help. 
Kathy Jackson believes she may have been exposed to the coronavirus at the Life Care Center at Kirkland. The 71-year-old self-quarantined after noticing symptoms, but more than a week later, she's still waiting for her results. I was not ready for being hung up on. I was not ready for the runaround that, I was, that I've been getting. She says the path to getting tested was the hardest part. Call after call to the local health department turned into a chase for answers, delaying her diagnosis. The problem is that they're just, they were totally caught, caught off guard. Epidemiologist and virologist Joseph Fair, Ph.D., MPH, says across the country, the demand on health care providers is surging. We're going to see a complete overwhelming of the entire medical system for the United States. If you're showing symptoms possibly linked to the virus, Fair suggests not going to the emergency room. If you go to an ER, you are by nature exposing everyone else to COVID-19 who might be there. If you're feeling sick, health officials say first call your doctor, who can then alert the health department if they believe you're at high risk. My guidance is this. If you're feeling ill or if you're in that high-risk category, avoid as much contact as you can with others. Now, Kathy, what does the King County Public Health Department say about the uh, Jackson case and others potentially exposed? Yeah, they didn't actually address her case specifically, but did say that they are working around the clock and providing guidance to thousands of people who are reaching out now. They're calling this an unprecedented and challenging situation. Kathy Park, thank you very much. There's a lot of fear and confusion about the coronavirus. Here's what we know tonight. There are more than 20 deaths in the United States. There is no vaccine and a delay getting those test kits. It's especially dangerous for the elderly and conditions. And while President Trump is trying to reassure Americans, other officials are taking a more urgent tone. Hans Nichols explains. Tonight, mixed messages on the threat of coronavirus, with one of the most public faces of President Trump's task force warning that the most difficult days may be ahead. Clearly, I'm concerned about community spread. You have to realistically be concerned about community spread. But the Surgeon General painting a more optimistic picture. And so we actually feel pretty good that some parts of the country have contained it. You know, you don't want to alarm people, but given the spread we see, you know, anything is possible. And that's the reason why we've got to be prepared to take whatever action is appropriate to contain and mitigate the outbreak. Adding to the confusion, Dr. Ben Carson claiming that the administration has a plan for tomorrow's arrival of the Grand Princess. The plan will be in place by that time before acknowledging that the plan hasn't been finalized. We shouldn't have 16 people uh, saying what the plan is, okay, particularly, well, when it hasn't been, particularly when it hasn't been fully formulated. And President Trump taking to Twitter that he has a perfectly coordinated and fine-tuned plan for our attack on coronavirus. And last night, the president saying he was not worried about the virus coming to the White House. No, I'm not concerned at all. No, I'm not. No, we've done a great job. But blasting the New York Times as an embarrassment to journalism after it published a story that described internal White House debates on how to confront the virus. With the Surgeon General acknowledging the challenge of accurately informing the public. And the messaging, quite frankly, is hard. Hans Nichols joins us now. Hans, any concern the president may have been in direct proximity to someone who has contracted coronavirus? Well, both the president and the vice president spoke at a conference last week where one attendee has since tested positive, but the White House says there's no indication that either met with or was in close proximity to that affected individual. Tonight, many concerned about coronavirus are wondering how to stay safe when they fly. 
Here's NBC's Sam Brock. To fly or not to fly, with cases of coronavirus spreading worldwide, travelers are on edge and doing everything they can to stay safe in the skies. I'm really worried about just being in the airport because we get people from all over. And, you know, you never know who you're coming in contact with directly. Do you feel safer wearing the mask? I do. But are masks effective? The CDC says they should be considered for sick travelers with respiratory symptoms, like coughing and sneezing, and for passengers sitting near others with respiratory symptoms. While a lot of flights to affected areas have been canceled, for anyone who does decide to travel, doctors say precautions on planes are key. It's safe to get on a plane, but use your hand hygiene. Try to avoid people who are coughing and sneezing. But if you're older, if you have underlying illnesses, you have to ask yourself, is this really an essential trip? But what else can you do? In a perfect world, you'd be sitting next to the window because obviously your exposure here is the least. If you sit in the middle seat, this is the worst because you have people on both sides of you. In fact, no matter where you're seated, the CDC says people who are within six feet of a traveler with coronavirus are at medium risk of getting the disease. And what about what you're breathing on board? According to the International Air Transport Association, there's filters on planes that actually get out about 99.9% of airborne microbes, which means the air quality on the cabin here is actually as good or better than your office. Also, before takeoff, pay special attention to cleaning surfaces any place other passengers have touched, including armrests, those metal seat buckles, plus the front and backs of tray tables and digital screens on the seat backs. Finally, use a tissue or wipe on the handle opening the bathroom doors, flushing the toilet, and turning the water on and off in the sink. Small tips that could make a big difference for a healthier time in the skies. Sam Brock, NBC News. Revealing it unto his prophet. So 
what say ye? I think, uh, well, Brother Moderator is in your hand. Let's handle it from here on. Let's let's just go round robin and uh, get the thoughts of everyone as it pertains to the virus. Uh, The description gave a couple of possibilities of what it could be. Um, Just a natural occurrence, wrath from the most most high, uh, engineered uh, to for population control. I'm just curious to see where everyone stands. Well, uh, I'll say this. I'm I'm introducing everything, but I'm also a panelist as well, as everybody knows. But I'll just say this really quickly. I just want to address the fears, the worries. I'm here to you, folks. There is no panic whatsoever. Y'all would think we, it never was. I mean, people walking around, sitting in restaurants, they're all conscious of the whole three feet rule. And uh, there's a lot of wiping. I see a lot of wiping. But other than that, it's very normal. I mean, you can't tell there's a coronavirus threat in Euless, Texas. I really mean that. So just want to encourage people not to worry and panic because rushing to the stores, that thing that's going on in L.A. and California where people are just running, literally running in the store. It, 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 like Ella Shure is the one. I hope he go next because he says something very powerful. See, more people die by the flu than by this. And we don't hear about the flu. If they put those numbers on the air and said millions of people are going to die by the flu. This week, people die by the flu. Next month, we expect we would. It, it's, it's probably the same numbers. And that kind of, not that I was, you know, worried anything, but I never, I didn't think of it like that. And maybe he can elaborate on that, but. It is serious now. I want to play around with this. It is serious. Again, we're talking about 44,000 people right now, 48,000 people, 4,058 people right now is actively infected with this. Uh, 118,000 globally has been uh, uh, affected. So 4,000 deaths, 4,292 deaths. So this is nothing to play with, but I do think it's similar to a flu. LSU, what say you? Hey, good evening, Seth. Um, actually, Seth, you uh, you took the words out of my mouth. And as you were speaking the whole time when you called, when you first introduced me, I was looking for a verse of scripture. And that verse of scripture is actually Luke 21, and it's verse 25. And it begins this way. And there should be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea, and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and Mm -hmm. then shall they see the Son of Man coming in the cloud. What we are, and with this virus, if we look at this virus and we look at it strictly from a statistical perspective, we would kind of have to question ourselves, why is there such a major alarm? When this particular virus, there has been many people who have died of the common flu and of pneumonia than there have been cases as of yet in the United States of SARS death, I mean of, of corona death. Now, I said SARS because why? That just came out of my subconscious because that's something else that I've been thinking about. And if that was a virus that caused a whole bunch of havoc and became a pandemic, and as a result, people around the world began to go into fear and they begin to just panic, just like they're doing with this. 
And Seth, you said that you have observed people in public. You, you know, um, without going into much detail, you work in an area that definitely you see people going and coming, and you know, and from all different status, different statuses as far as the, the culture and the society is. But you haven't seen major panic with a lot of people, and I will tell you, to the powers that be, that's disappointing, because the objective for the alarm and the concern is to cause panic. And they are using the most effective tool that Satan has in his arsenal, and that is fear. And I would just say this as my opening statement in regard to this issue and this subject, that from the moment they announced that I have not been, I've been, now say this, I'm not trying to be indifferent. I'm coming to you from a spiritual context, and I have been very indifferent and not concerned about this virus. Because why? I got a piece right on to know that the motivation behind this virus and the news, the way that it's being reported on the news, the objective is to cause fear. And we have a group of people who are watching the world's reaction, and they're making assessment, and they're determining what is going to be their next move. Because remember, these viruses, there's nothing new about the coronavirus. And we have to understand that we're living in a time where things are getting more wicked. I want to read something to you, and I'm going to turn it back over to you, Brother Seth. And it's something that I didn't get a chance to send to you, Brother Seth, but I sent it to Brother John. And this is going to really see. I'm reading from a book called The Eyes of Darkness. It's by Dean Kont, S-K-O-O-N-T-Z, The Eyes of Darkness. Now, I'm going to read you something, a real quick passage out of this. It says, in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness was spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchonical, bronchonical, bronchonical help me out with that word, root tubes, and resisting Bronchial. all known treatments. Thank you so much, Cecilia, and how you doing? Um, bronchial tubes, and resisting all known treatments. Almost more will spread, pneumonia will like to spread, almost more, and almost more, Feeling then the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrives, attacking 10 years later, and then disappear completely. Okay, one more excerpt. Now, to understand this, Domi said, you have to go back 20 months. It was around then that a Chinese scientist named Li Chen defected to the United States carrying a Delicate record of China's most important and dangerous new biological weapon in a decade. They called the stuff Winham 4000 because it was developed in the RDNA labs outside of the city of, guess what, Wuhan. And it was the 400 wow. viable strain of man-made microorganisms created at that time. Now, if it's to really blow your mind, it ain't now, really wait a minute. Give, give, that book, give, that book, give that book information again, please, so people... Okay, the, the name that. of the book. The name of the book is called The Eyes of Darkness. It is a novel. Now, what I'm supposed to blow your mind with is the Holy Spirit, rather, is because this information was brought to me almost just, you know, haphazardly. My wife actually just texted me this and sent this to me a few weeks ago. That book, what I just read to you, was published May 10th, not 2019. It was published May 10th, 1981. Yeah. 
1981. This book was published in 1981. The information that I just read was presented in this book in 1981. Ladies and gentlemen, that is almost 40 years ago. And they pinpoint the release of this virus accuracy to the very year that we are now in and that we are now witnessing the year 2020. That's why we say new world order. And so what we're doing, and, what, and for the people who are listening in tonight, we're going to mention a lot of this. Because we've been on this show for weeks. We've dealt with the issue with Kobe. And we have been going over and over and telling you that there are, there are powers, call them a shadow government, if you will, that operate behind the scenes. And they don't have the public best interest at mind. They don't have the public. You hear what they said? If you get sick, don't go to the hospital. How asinine. Call the health department. Why? So they can quarantine you? Do you realize 50 million people have now been quarantined? Do you know that when you go into quarantine context, what you are actually living up under is a tight facto of martial law? You can't move about. You can't go as you choose. You can't do what you want. And they have people to where now they're even afraid to breathe on one another. I'm in Walmart today. And of all things, I can't even tell you, Dita, because these people are related to me, and I just found that so ironic. I'm in Walmart, and the two people who are with me put on masks as we're going through Walmart. Yeah, now, there's more information. Hold on, brother, really quickly, because I don't know if anybody's going to mention that again, so just give me 10 seconds. But they say, brothers and sisters, we're also giving some uh, safety instructions, too, tonight. They said, do not wear a mask unless you are sick, because if you don't wear it properly, it can be the reverse. It actually can harm you. It can make you more susceptible to this disease. Just FYI, do not wear a mask unless you are sick. Ahead, now, what that does is really shed lights on why these two people were wearing masks. And I'll tell you who they were. Now that I understand, and thank you for that bit of information, Seth, because I was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> it was my mother and my brother. My mother and my brother are both getting over the flu. And so that's why they were wearing the mask. They just got over the flu this past weekend. But there's going to be a lot more said about this, but I'm going to pull back and let the other panelists on the show because what you're finding out, and I'm sure John Clark, and please as a moderator, John, don't be hesitant to please present your perspective and your understanding in regards to what's taking place. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what we are now are, we can truly say that the world's public, the global public, have now become pawns in a game carried out by vicious, wicked, satanically inspired men who are nothing but emissaries of Satan. And this was prophesied. None of it is new. It's all in the scriptures. And that's why I come every time I come on this show, I say, if you want to want to know what's going on, pick up your Bible and read. Pray that the, that the most I would cause the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened, that you would know, that you would know. Because the scripture says that in the days that we're in, that if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. And the only reason why come it's not possible for the elect to be deceived that the Messiah will intervene at an appointed time to stop us from being deceived because it's going to get that deep. And it already is. Most of the world, 99.9% of the world, even those who consider themselves conscious, walk around in darkness. And what is even more devastating is that the people who have called into the light, they are still, they are yet still walking in darkness. We've been called to get called into the light. And like Seth said, Seth, you gave a perfect introduction. 
Don't panic. Don't go into fear. Because if you do, you're doing just exactly what the devil wants you to do. Because guess what? When you find out what's behind this virus, when you find out what is what is activating this virus before this show is over with, you're going to realize there's nothing you can do to prevent it as a result of a precautionary action to prevent the sickness. Because guess what? When you find out the root of it, the virus is already within you, laying dormant in your DNA. And you got it through a thing called vaccines. Back over to you, my brother moderator. Good lick. Hold on, I should give the Tom I should give the Tom Joyner. Well <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, folks. <laughs> folks, folks, folks. Um that is some good information, number one. And I um, further buttress the positions of um, my colleagues here and simply say, don't be worried about this in the least bit. Uh, the only thing that you should truly, truly be worried about is, is your life right with the Most High by way of the shed blood of the Messiah. I am not concerned about this virus. If I caught the virus, I'm not concerned about this virus. Why? Because I've already come to terms with my life on this earth. I've already come to terms with that. And so <clears throat> be it this virus or some other avenue, my objective is to come back with the Most High, or with the Messiah, rather, when he comes to reign for a 1,000 years. You're like, what are you talking about, John? L said it plainly to y'all, pick up the book. This is not a show for entertainment. We really are trying to let you all see something. We've been saying it for years. And, and <clears throat> what you just heard L state, I'm, I'm about to spin off on a different direction. Folks, L said it's in the book. I'm going to take you quickly. Hold on. First of all, yes, this is man-made. Of course. Of course it's man-made. This is not the wrath of God. The wrath of God, <laughs> when you see it, is like nothing you've ever witnessed. When when the wrath of God comes up, matter of fact, I'm going to actually start, I'm going to jump to Revelations 11. I'm going to tell you about the wrath of God. Verse 18, and the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great. Now listen to this. And shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. Folks, El was telling me earlier today, they got their hands in everything. You can't breathe regularly. They, they're in your food. They're in your education. They, they are really doing a job on one world government, putting things in position so that you can be deceived. When I'm not talking, my phone works. I'm sorry? L having some technical technical difficulties, I suppose, folks. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's right here for you to to read Revelation six when it talks about the four horse persons, the four four horsemen. That fourth horseman, folks, it says that he it was. I looked and behold a pale horse. This is Revelation six and eight, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death. And hell followed him, and power was given unto them, that means all of the horses, over a fourth part of the earth to kill with sword. That was horse number one, 
read it for yourself. He had a, uh, uh, I'm sorry, horse number two, he was given a sword with hunger. That was horse number three. He had the, the scales with death. I just discussed that. That was the fourth horse and the beast of the earth. Folks, I want you to take the time. We, we played a game some time ago called hide and seek. Do you realize that there's a difference between the beast of the earth and the beast of the field? It's not the same. The beast of the earth are lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. The beast of the earth, if you look in Daniel, those are the governments of, the, the, of mankind. Those are the governments. Those are the persons. They are working. They're supposed, to be, they're supposed to be separate, but they are working behind the scenes together. Not all of them, but they're going to get all of them. They're going to get them all. I'm going to give you all one last piece here, folks, because it goes hand in hand. It dovetails with this particular scripture, Revelation 6, and it's Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 24. Matthew 24 talks about the disciples asking the Messiah about the end time. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. If you really want to know, you go read those scriptures because they are telling it says, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise up against nation. Horse number one, kingdom against kingdom. Horse number two, there shall be famines. Horse number three, pestilence. Folks, do you know what a pestilence is? Let me tell you what a pestilence is. It is a fatal epidemic disease, especially bubonic plague. That's what a pestilence is. <laughs> Would you think about that? They're not done with this yet. This is just this is just the beginning of what they're doing. In Revelation, that those things did not come from God. Those came from the beast of the earth. Pestilence. And if you ever thought that Brother John was misleading you, let me tell you what happens after that fourth seal. The fifth seal, it talks about those who came from the Great Tribulation and then the sixth seal. Folks, all hell breaks loose when that sixth seal comes, and that's where you see those earthquakes. That's when you go back. If you go back to Revelations 24, pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Folks, it's laid out for you. Your God is letting you know, I got this all under control. My people, I got them. I got them. The question is, are you one of them? Brother John, let me interject here because I'm I'm thinking about people that are listening. Now, you said this wasn't the judgment of God, of of Yah. Uh, We call him Yah. Uh, Oh, God. You said this is not, Mm -hmm. this is man-made. But you're reading from the scriptures. So kind of explain that because some people say, well, if it's not God, why are you reading about what God's going to do in the end? If this is definitely man, so kind of break it down. That's like that saying, not familiar, because most of the calls sure. are guaranteed is not familiar with Revelation. Well, here's the thing, folks. You have to get familiar, number one, because see, this is not the platform for me to go in great detail. I, I'm surprised, brother Seth, actually saying, "Hey, please go on a little further," because I was trying to be very, very brief in my delivery of what it is that I'm saying. But for those people who say, "Well, why are you reading from the Bible if it's not God?" Well, in the garden. There was a serpent. The serpent lied. Well, it's in the Bible. That doesn't mean that that's God. So, folks, you just have to take the necessary time to become familiar 
with the book. I gave you a couple of pictures. They're, they're not difficult. It's not difficult, folks. All you have to do is what L did at the outset. You pray. You pray that God himself gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Because the fact is that that's the okay. will of God for you. And if that's the will of God for you, he will hear you. And if he hears you, you will have the petitions that you ask for. It's that easy. You rely upon his word. So, folks, Revelations 6. And Brother John, Brother John. Yes. So yes. Yes. And I, <laughs> L, you, you having technical difficulties, B? Seth, what John? What John is saying is this, is that if you look in the scriptures, when God says that he's going to judge a nation, specifically Israel, you never see but one time where there was a supernatural event where, maybe no, two times where a supernatural event where the Most High intervened through nature in order to bring their judgment. All other occurrences in the scriptures when he judged Israel or any other nation, he would raise up another nation and most of the time, the nation that he raised up was actually a wicked nation to judge that nation, the other nation. Now, what John is stating in regards to Revelation and what the Messiah said in Matthew 24 and Luke 19, from, uh, they're actually two different perspectives or two different viewpoints of the same events. But what you see there is this, is that the Most High is actually giving us insight into understanding to the actions of evil and wicked men. And what John is trying to tell you is that the Most High has given you insight. It's as if though he's given you intelligence, that there are going to be things that are going to take place that are going to be motivated by the hearts of wicked men that are operatives of this beast system, like creating viruses. All these things, like the HIV virus, which so many believers incorrectly said was judgment of God against homosexuals and people who operated or who practiced fornication. That was bad theology, and it was error, because that was not an act of God. It was an act of man. That, la that, that virus, just like this virus, was created in a laboratory, and it was created by man. There is no such thing as a virus that occurs without the, with the natural elements that cannot be addressed, because the Most High did not design the earth to be our enemy. So all of that is just me. So what John is stating, that when he's saying that these things that are taking place are not the judgment of God, they're not. They're the wicked devices of men. And we have to make a distinction between that two, because when he says you need to get to know the word, because most believers, especially have a believers follow on two parts. If you're a Christian, you have this lukewarm perspective of God's judgment. You take it very lightly. Most of Christians do not walk in the fear of God. That's very evident by our actions. And I say our because I've been a Christian most of my life. Now, on the same token of that is that when you have the fear of God, you trust in the most high. You don't trust in men. You trust in the most high. So just like think about this. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so that being in the coming of the days of the son of man. Well, guess what? Moses preached righteousness for 120 years. And nobody heard the call. Nobody received him. Nobody took him seriously, just like we do on this show. We are heralding the truth. We're trying to publicize the truth. 
We're like a voice, a trumpet in Zion. And I can tell by the lack of questions that people are not actually heeding into the information. Because I'm the kind of person, and this is something that intelligent, inquisitive people do. When they get information, they want to engage so they can get a better understanding of it. And so what we're doing is we're talking about this, and we don't want you to get the perspective that we're talking about something being God's judgment. Quit acting as if God is some boogeyman ready to rain down. He has one judgment, and, and, and that book, is revealed in the book of Revelation. It's also revealed in Matthew 24. He has one more judgment to come. And when he makes that judgment, you're not going to have any wondering, is this God or is this man? Because like John just said, you're going to know that, that it's God because men are going to try to escape it. Men's heart are going to fail because of fear, just as they are doing now. And I just say this to say, no, let us not misrepresent God. Let us not take his name in vain and start saying that these viruses or the hand of God. God said, I can't, the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy. I like but Christ said, I've come to give you life. I've come to give you life. Yes, Eliana. Yeah, I'd like to add that <clears throat> for the listeners, there are, there are three, well, there are several scriptures, but I'm going to call out three or four. But in Luke 8, 17, it says, for there is nothing hidden that will right, not now. be disclosed and nothing concealed that will not be made known and brought to light. Then in right. Matthew ten twenty six, it says, so do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed and nothing hidden that will not be made known. And then it's echoed again in Luke 12 and 2, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid, that shall not be known. So mm-hmm. in essence, what what we're saying is that when you trust in the most high, when you put your trust in him and follow his commandments, keep his ways, then those things that we don't understand, he illuminates our intelligence and we understand it. In Psalm 119.99, it says, I have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies, speaking to the Most High, are my meditation. So as Brother John and Brother Elshua is saying, when we study the word, when we begin to meditate on the word of the Most High, he illuminates our mind. He actually expands our capacity to receive knowledge, even hidden knowledge and things that haven't been revealed. He gives light and begins to, to show us these things. He started having visions, dreams. He, see, he helps us to read between the lines or to discover yeah. as we begin to search out the truth, That's we true. start um, uncovering the root cause. This coronavirus is actually an animal virus that they've manipulated so that it can transfer and be um, received by humans because the Father gave us all a distinct immune system. And what they've been doing in the laboratory is they've been trying to bridge certain animal diseases that affect animals in an adverse way like rabies and different things. They've been trying to synthesize a 
a, a virus that will be transferable to humans, and that's what they've done. They they came up with the successful one. This this COVID nineteen is successful, and then they launched it in the community to see what kind of effect it would have. But it didn't it didn't have the the overall effect that they wanted because there's isolated cases where a certain number of people are infected, but only a, a certain number die. And then it's traveling because people travel. People, you know, get on planes, they get on ships, and they go, you know, around the world. And so wherever these people who have the money to travel, because I believe Seth had mentioned something early on in the introduction of the show, why has this virus skipped Africa or some of the poorer regions yes. of the world? Yes. Because those people don't have money to get on a plane. They don't have money to get on a ship. These, this is being targeted into um, highly developed communities where people do have access to more resources, more money, and they can travel around. But in poorer right. uh, rural countries, they can't. So this is why we're not hearing it, you know, outbreaking in some bad, you know, country, uh, you know, third world nation where there's millions of people, but they're very poor. They're not. They're not yeah, even. Can I interject really quickly, Cecilia? I want you to keep on. I'm not taking over nothing. But just can I interject real quick? Sure. I have a question for you now. Keep in mind, uh, there are rich people in Africa. There's a lot of planes. Ethiopian Airlines, Kenya Airlines. There's a. Every nation has their own airline, and there's a lot of traffic in and out of Egypt. South America is the same way. Hardly no cases, but yet they have Rio de Janeiro, millions of people. Uh, the most, second most populated place in the whole world is St. Pablo or St. Paulo, uh, Brazil, right above uh, uh, Rio, right above Brazil. So, I mean, right above uh, Rio. So, this is what makes some people think it may be the father judgment, but then I don't know. I honestly don't know. That's why I'm listening to y'all. I'm enjoying, but you and Ella Shure and everybody really, but John, because I really don't know. The one minute I'm like, okay, wait a minute. But that's how the AIDS did it. It dodged black, so-called black people, and maybe they wanted to put us to sleep and think it was a white man's disease, and we look up, we number one carrier, so maybe it's going to be like that. But no, there's a lot of traffic in and out. I mean, you know, for the airlines, I see a lot of traffic, congested planes, Going in and out of those places. What say you? They want they, well, want, they want in Africa because it'll be recognized. It'll be discovered for what it is. The, the virus, the strain of the virus, is from a monkey. Yeah, another animal. These are animals. Remember, these just these like HIV is from a uh, monkey. Right. They get they get in them from the animals, but they're trying to put it into the human population and the only way they can do that they have wow, to synthesize wow, wow. in the lab because it's because the most high that is didn't make it that our immune system the animal kingdom and the human kingdom is the same we have different you know we have a different system and so different diseases work on us than work in the animal kingdom you know in the in, insect world i mean they have they have diseases as well but we don't catch them because we our system is different than theirs. And so this is this is the work of man to try to bridge the gap between the animal kingdom and they've always been working with the animal kingdom. You know, that's what the angels so, did in the days of old. They were they were breeding with animals and making the hybrid humans. They've always had a fascination with the with the lower animal life. 
Okay, Seth. And Seth. Seth. Oh. No, go ahead, John. Uh, Pastor Chris. Uh, no, no. Yeah, well, you know, I just want to answer, Seth. Now, you know, I don't know if it's true or not. You know, I was a biology major in college, so I might have a little bit better insight. But what I've heard is that the virus cannot exist in tropical regions. And the cases, and I'm a, the few cases that, that they've had in Africa, they said it was people who, who left Africa and visited somewhere else and brought it back. Wow. And if you think about mm-hmm. it, you know, you think about equatorial continents, South America, Brazil, Africa. The equator, the equator right. You look it's at the equator, that is hot, and they said that the virus cannot. Now, I don't know if it's true. I haven't confirmed it. But they said the virus cannot really deal with a tropical environment. And, brother, and um, maybe that's Chris, what. Yes, sir. First of all, I didn't even know you was on the line, and I'm so glad you're here. It's good to hear your voice. I didn't know you were here. I'm sorry, bro. I had to get. I got on the call late. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't hear everything that was said. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm glad that you're here because I was really as when you're in your absence, I was like, man, we really need to hear from Pastor Chris tonight because the fact that you are a biology major. The origin, the reason why this virus works the way it does, it's going to shock you all. And the reason why, come I said that there's no escape from it. Guess what's stimulating this virus? And when you search the history, y'all, we're going to give the information, and the objective is that you take the information and then research it and take it further, get to get greater understanding on it. The virus is not in Africa per se, because there is a new form of technology that is causing this virus to be activated. This virus is not new. It is an old virus. What is activating, as I said earlier, the virus is dormant within a many human beings through, through, through the means of vaccination. This virus interacts with your DNA. And the reason why it interacts with DNA because it, is, it becomes airborne and there is a certain element that is a new development in technology that is activating this because it is interaction with oxygen. Guess what it is? It's called 5G. Operates at 60 megahertz. When it operates at that level, the radioactive material then is more fluent and frequent than it is at a lower megahertz. And so what has happened is that this virus is operating and interacting with dormant DNA and that's why these people are being affected in the way that they did. They are. And that's the very reason why the Holy Spirit gave me insight when my children were young, that when they passed the age of like 10, 11 years old, we stopped allowing them to be vaccinated. Because the understanding that this virus was designed in China. And, and if there's a tape that John sent me, and I hope he can go into more elaboration on it, and what you will hear, the father of genetic, what they call virus scientists, and he is explaining the effects of these viruses and how they work. Ladies and gentlemen, this is biological warfare, and you are the target. We are the target. You know target. what? If I can interject to... really quickly, just really quick, 10 seconds in now, because, uh, brother, you're on a roll. I really appreciate you saying two things. Bringing up that 5G, because I had forgot about that, but that's a lot of people are saying what Brother Ellis just said. And uh, uh, I forgot the other What was the other thing you just said? Um, my goodness. that that When you just said 5G, I, I'll talk when it's my turn about the vaccine. Because, 
by, oh, by vaccines, not getting vaccines. That right there is very. I've got into a lot of. I got into some issues on Facebook with that. People are thinking we cuckoo for my no vaccines. But I want to comment on that a little later. I just, I just had to just say amen to that 5G, folks. It, that is, it's bad news. I'm telling you. Even China banned it from their pregnant women because they didn't want it to call. If China bans something as big as they did with the, with their pregnant women, you know they know something. A lot of people don't. It's not knowing or practicing. They and they're the one who's initiating it, this curse towards 5G. China is the one who's initiating the drive towards 5G. And when you have the president of the United States of America says that in, in order act, us entering to 5G is a priority of the United States government, why is that so important when we can operate at 2G? When we're operating, we're doing fine at 2G, which is two, which is two, which is two, uh, 20, uh, 2.4 gigahertz. Why is it necessary for us to go to 5G? And why is it so important that now you have the UN and all these people are now are having conferences and they're having councils and they're having these seminars on how to invoke and how to implement and implant 5G worldwide? Now, guess what? You mentioned Africa. They don't have the capability. The towers are not built. The the the, the, camera, the, the to to uh in order to 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 the capacity, they, their towers are not built for that capacity. They have to build new towers. But the U.S. is fully equipped. We have literally thousands of them, if not hundreds of thousands of them, and they're all now on 5G. Now, hold on. One last bit of information. One last bit of information, real quick. You can do this. I just purchased a new phone. I had my old phone for like four and a half years. I set it in my back pocket, sat on it, and I crushed it. I purchased a new phone. Uh, I wanted basically a cell phone that would have good photography for work. So I purchased the Samsung Ultra phone. It's Ultra 5G. When I was ordering the phone, me and my publisher were on the line, and we asked the people, is there any way we can get this phone without having to utilize the 5G capability? Guess what they told us? No. As a matter of fact, you cannot, you cannot have service on T-Line's network and utilizing the S20 phone or above the I-20 phone without having the 5G present on your phone. Can Killing I me softly. Killing me softly. Go ahead. Brother. <laughs> yes, Brother Pastor. Internet at my house went out. And they, you know, they told me to test it. I tested it, and they said, okay, you need to get a new modem. Guess what the mm. new modem is on? It's 5G. 5G. And I asked the guy, I said, well, it's the only one. He said, no, you know. We are, we are every every time we replace them, it's got to be five G. Mm-hmm. But Isn't let me let me add something signal? now. You, pardon me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the 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 five G oh, no, no, doesn't it no send out a, a frequency signal. I'm not. Well, I was saying the the five G network. It doesn't it affect like our neurological system? Doesn't it send out a signal to like our brain? Absolutely, and, like, it does. Abs- uh, Absolutely, suggestion? it does. Okay, so that's what Absolutely, it does. They can, it's subliminal suggestions. They can, they can have you like drive off of a bridge if they want to by targeting just you with that 5G and sending a suggestion to just your brain, or they can have right. a mass hysteria 
by sending it out to like right. a population. Right. Isn't right. that what right. the five G? You are you're absolutely okay. right. John Clark, right. are you still on the line? I'm still on the line. Did you hear what she just said? What assistance does it say? Absolutely, it does. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. I didn't mean anything, but this is really heavy. I'm sorry, Pastor okay. Chris. I didn't mean to do that too. No, Go it's ahead. no problem. No, we're having a nice discussion, y'all. It's, it's, we're not, you know, we're not stepping on each other. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, he dropped, he dropped, folks. So keep going, keep going. So see how he was going. Let's just keep it moving. I'm sorry about that, Pastor Chris. Dropped. Well, you know, we'll call I, did, I did some research on the 5G uh, a year and a half ago, and they said by about this time, like all of our um, old 4G network, you know, phones and a lot of stuff is going to start failing because the, you know, it's not going to be able to connect on 5G, and we're going to be forced to upgrade to these 5G devices, but they'll be able to, you know, if they want to control the masses, they'll be able to do that with the 5G network because it it sends a signal to your brain. And I think, you know, it has something to do with the vaccines, as Brother L was saying. Those vaccines are doing more than protecting us from a potential flu. It's also putting isotopes inside of our bodies that Mm -hmm. help receive the signal from the 5G network. Exactly. And if you understand how vaccines work, what they actually do is they actually inject you with the disease or the virus. And the the objective is that if they inject it to you in a very small amount, that at some point in time your immune system will develop a strength against it. But it doesn't kill it because you can't kill a virus. All it does is just begins to be dormant. And all it takes is just something else to activate it, the right environment or what have you. Now, what Sister Eliana, did I pronounce your name correctly, my dear sister? Yes, you did. Okay, I want to make sure I do. I think you put too much Anna on that, Sister Eliana. You got to say it from your diaphragm, like Eliana, not Eliana. That's like that. Eliana, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> because I'm the same way about my name. Don't mis don't mispronounce my name. My name means Eli Shuka or Eli Elishu is Elishu. Get it correct. I feel you, Sister Eliana. But okay. the thing is that a virus doesn't a virus doesn't die. And what you said about the neurological system, this is deep. I'm going to ask you a question, Sister Eliana. I'm going to ask you to complete a complete a scripture verse with me. Okay. The Most High does nothing in the earth unless he first reveals it to his secrets and to who? who? There's prophets. Exactly. Yeah, what did she win? <laughs> she win. She's on it. Now I'm going to share something with you in the audience. <laughs> I'm going to share something with you in the audience that I only share with John Clark. And when I have these type of spiritual spiritual experiences, I only confess them to people who I know I can trust with this information. First of all, so they won't think that I'm crazy. I'm losing my mind. My family went out, went on vacation on Friday. They returned today. As you all know, I lost my son sometime uh, over a year ago, January. And I'm going through some legal files. But when I wake up that morning, I feel I, I, I feel under oppression. If all of you all who are listening under the sound of my voice, if you're spiritual, you can relate to what I'm saying when I say I felt spiritually oppressed from the moment I opened my eyes. Now, normally what I would do in a situation like this, I begin to pray in the spirit. This is what I've been developing a habit of doing when I was at ORU. And I would pray whatever it is off of me or get understanding as to why it's happening. I couldn't pray this in a way. 
in the midst of why I'm going through the day on the Sabbath, I'm going through some files. So I have some legal files that I need that need my attention. So I'm just kind of sorting them out so I can get to them, get to them on Sunday or Monday. And doing so, I pulled out a paper. How it got mixed with my files and how it came into my position, I am totally unaware. Because this is information that was always kept by my children's mother. And Seth, what I found was Daniel's vaccine records. As you know, that messed me up. But I couldn't understand the context of it. I found his vaccine records amongst about 500 pages of legal files. How it got there, I have no idea. I go to sleep that night about 8.30 because I have been oppressed all day, and I'm just exhausted. At about 10 o'clock, I'm in bed sleeping. If any of you have ever taken what you call mood-altering drugs or psychosomatic drugs like people who have ADD or anything like that, also they're called, help me, John, you all, uh, Brother Pastor Chris, when you have depression, what are the name of the drugs that they give people for depression and things like that? Steroquil. Yes, Zeroquil yeah, is Zeroquil. Thank you, Pastor Chris, because Zeroquil is something that my son used to have to take. And because what uh-huh. they did is they labeled my son as ADD. So they gave him Zeroquil. And Zeroquil is extremely strong, people. But guess what? If you don't have that kind of disposition, if you did take it, it'll give you something they call restless leg syndrome. What it is, it's affecting your neurological system. It's not affecting your muscle. It's affecting your neurological system. I'm sound asleep, 10 o'clock. I, ju- I wake up at 10 o'clock, and my body is going through some serious changes neurologically. Now, I'm a personal fitness trainer, uh, uh, previous anyway. I used to be into nutrition years ago. I studied anatomy, so I understood a little bit of something. I be, was aware of what's going on. And what Sister Eliana said, is that by suggesting these people can program you to do things? Ladies and gentlemen, when I woke up out of that bed, I ran to the shower because guess what it causes? It causes urges, like thrust, surges of violent type physicality. I didn't say mental. I would only kill a person if they were trying to kill me or a family member. I would no way commit that type of violence. But the the rage that was going through my body, that's what was concerning me because I knew it either could go into cardiac arrest, that was one thing, or I could go into a stroke mode. So I jumped in the shower and turned the water on cold. Until the day, I didn't understand what was going on with me. John Clark sent me a tape, and John, please post this tape, post this video to, to Seth's page, so everyone who is listening, you can go on Facebook and have access to this video. And this video is 57 minutes longer. It is a believer who is breaking down the background and the history, and she has done thorough research. I told John, I said, I, I say, you know how it is with me attending churches. This is a white woman. If she started the church in Fort Worth, Texas today, I'd be a member in the morning because she was very thorough in her, in her research. And everything was documented. Every T was crossed. Every die was dotted. And what I'm saying with what Sister Eliana said, and why come I interjected that, is because what she just said, neurological, that wasn't by happen chance or circumstances. John Clark would tell you, I called him today and relayed this information to him earlier today. And what was happening to me is I was going through a neurological, I can't literally my body was like a neurological confusion. I didn't know where to run, jump, pull the covers over my head, try to go to sleep. 
Only thing I knew to do was jump in a cold shower, and I was in that shower for 35 minutes. When I entered that shower, I had woke up. I thought I had to sleep for like six hours. I thought it was 3.30 in the morning. When I woke up, my son was going out to the door to go get something to eat. And, of course, me being concerned, lost one son already. I'm like, where are you going at 3.30 in the morning? He said, Daddy, it's 10.30. Wow. Elisha, Elisha, uh, listen, I hate to interrupt you. Folks, we got a, a hand that's been up for a while. I didn't want to cut you off. You, okay. you're, you're doing so good, but we got a hand that's been up for like 20 minutes, to be very honest with you. No, so, I, I was finished. I just wanted I to get that information after to the people yes. who have good ears stuff, to man. hear it. It's good stuff. Y'all are fine on all yeah. feelings tonight. I don't have to say much. Y'all are doing really good. I'm really enjoying it, and I really mean that. But I'm just trying to be, you know, don't want this call hanging up on Oh, yeah, most of Moderator, uh, uh, what do you want to do here? Well, uh, let's, let's, let's get that hand, and then let's go back to Pastor Chris and let him uh, finish up what he was saying. Okay. All right, area code 337 please forgive us. We just got a, a heavy, uh, good conversation. Everybody's firing all feelings tonight, as you see, so please be patient with us. Brother Leonard. Brother Leonard, oh, good. Oh, what's happening, brother? I thought you was another. Hey, hey brother Leonard, how you doing? Hi, brother. How you doing? Yeah, well, I just, I just wanted to jump off of what he was saying because of so many people in the, you know, uh, the population that really don't know a lot of stuff that what he's talking about. But it's, it's other things that's tied to that. Like they have a whole other thing called nanotechnology. That's tied to what he's right. saying. It's tied to the five G, and mm-hmm. also people sure talk. Is. People talk. People talk about harps, and they think that harps is just dealing with the weather. But harps is dealing with what she just said. It's, it, they can they can okay. cover a region, and and they can cause a, a group of people in a certain region to uh do certain things. Like for example, one of the examples happened in the first Gulf War. Uh, they 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 had the harps, and they made all the soldiers, all the Iraqi soldiers. Just came up out of their uh, firing positions. They just came out and put their guns down and got on their knees and put their hands on their head. And all, and all the American mm-hmm. soldiers was, was tripping out because they didn't understand what was going on. But that's hearts, and, and, it's, and it's all tied to what they're saying. And then another thing about the uh, one more thing about the um, about the tropical areas and and, and uh, the uh, coronavirus not going there. Well, the objective is. If anybody been been following the research on it, they want us back in Africa, if, and you and, and you got to do a research on the the road and belt. I mean the Belt and Road Initiative. They they creating a whole other Marco Polo Silk Road, and and that's where they headed. So they so they, this virus they're using this virus to relocate the populations of the earth. So, you know, but you like I said, what you have to do is do the research on it. But they what had they had the year. It's called a Belt and Road Initiative. It's already in place. Belt and Road. So, so this, 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 it's already in place. And this, this coronavirus is. Hold on, brother. Uh, 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 He's asking for the source where everybody can go research it. What? Repeat the source again. Yeah, yeah. Just go to, just go, to, just go, to, just go to, just go to Google. I mean, go to YouTube and t- type in Belt and Road Initiative. You gonna get everything you need. How you I got, I got it pulled up. I got it pulled up now. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, so, so. Belt and Road Initiative. Hold on, Sister Eliana was saying Sister Eliana. No, he he repeated. I just wanted to know clearly what the what it was called, and he said it again, so I got it. Okay, go right, ahead. So 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 they so they had so they had they had um 
they had the year return. I mean, I'm quite sure you know about that. They had a year return, but they also had, uh, I mean, they had, yeah, the year return, but they had the year of people of African descent, which was, which was um, uh, tw- uh, 2011. Then they had decades of people of African descent. That's, that's going on right now as we speak. It ends in 2023. They also got the agenda uh, 2030. They they want out they want all the people of African descent to be in Africa by 2030. So all this is tied to what you see going on, and that's why you, that's why the coronavirus is not affecting those areas because that's what okay. they want to drive us to. Okay, brother Leonard, really quickly, give me 10, 10, 10 seconds to inter- interject here. Again, you got the floor. I don't want to interrupt you, but I got a question. For those thinking, mm-hmm. why would they want us in Africa when we're their servants? If they servants leave, well, they will you, not continue to live their life. They won't continue to be. It, it, it don't make sense. I mean, help me with that. Okay, so so if you go back to to Daniel, and and, and they tell you that it's uh, ten toes at the end of the end of the fourth beast is, is ten toes, but they saying that it's ten kings that's gonna come together at one time, put their minds together, and go along with the Antichrist. But when you go to Second Ezra. And 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 uh, uh, Gabriel comes the second comes to Ezra. He explains to him that these ten these ten kings they come in succession. The four beasts is diverse from the other three because it has the ability to relocate geographically. So the four beasts was in it was started in Rome. Everybody thinks that that the four beasts went away because of Rome, but the Vatican's still there. So it went from from Rome to Great Britain. Great Britain ruled the whole world for a while. Then Great Britain failed. It came to America. And if you, anybody that's on the line know that all the all the companies that built America, they all went all of a sudden they all went to China. That's that's what America's problem is. Then from America, I mean, now all of a sudden China is on the world scene as the as the um as the number one superpower. But China now is in Africa. Because that's where they want the United States of Africa. It's gonna make it's gonna make like trillions more uh, billions more money than the United States of America made. The United States of America was a blueprint. Now they go into the source, to the continent where the, where all the materials are at, and they're gonna the United States of Africa. That's what you see manifesting itself right now. So they want every they want they, they want the they want the heat the Israelites in Africa. We, we built up Egypt, we built up Britain, and we built up America. Now they want us in Africa. Oh, I'd like to piggyback on that really quick because when I please, looked up please. on Wikipedia, it's, you know, so this virus is coming out of China, right? Well, this is right, uh, right. This, this Belt and Road Initiative that uh, Brother Leonard was talking about is a global development strategy adopted by the Chinese government in 2013, involving infrastructure development and investments in nearly 70 countries and international organizations in Asia, Europe, and Africa. And that, and that, and, and that should cause every Bible-believing person, every person who is oriented with prophecy, to raise their eyebrows. Because do you know what that means? That means that we are progressing towards the conclu- towards the conclusion of prophecy. 
If you read in the Bible, there's going to be a world war that is going to claim one-third of the world's population. And the country right. who is going to lead that war is going to have a 200-million-man army. The only oh. continent and the only country, the only world power that exists today on the international level that has the manpower to have a 200-million-man army is the China, the Republic of China. And if you look in the Bible, it talks about a red horse. Uh-oh. Right. Keep following it. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we go back to what we begin with. The answers are in the scriptures, but they would rather have you tied into your YouTube, have you looking at videos, have you watching movies. Do you understand that literally the American society is, is developed upon a principle, and that is to extend the people comfort and equality of life that they can then utilize to exploit that they will take from you if you do not comply. See, there are Christians in this nation, there are, believers, there are believers in this nation, and I'm going to ask you a question. Me and Mr. Clark had this conversation. Have you ever no, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold okay. on, hold on, sure. just hold on a second. Brother, uh, Brother Leonard, were you done? If you're not, can you wrap up in 30 seconds? we got another hand that just went up, and we want to also hear from Pastor Chris as well as, as, as everybody else here. So, were you done? Yeah, well, 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 be done in like a 30 seconds, please. Yeah, well, 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 if you go to Second Ezra, he also says that at the very end, that this fourth beast, yeah, he gives a, a more in-depth understanding of the fourth beast to, to Ezra than he did to Daniel. And he says that at the very end, it's three heads that sleep. And those three heads are going to wake at the very end. So we look at those three heads right now. It's all going together. It's all, it's all matching together. It's just that... It takes a it takes a concept of people in order to put it all together. Yeah, well, I'm glad Thank you're you part of the concept. Yes, yes, and brother, just again, we put you on hold. Press once in your hand to go down because you may want to come back on a little later. On. I don't know how long we're gonna to go tonight, but but I really appreciate you. Just just know that, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Brother Leonard, my goodness. Every time that brother come on, we put something on my I kinda of wish he was co hosting with us a little bit to be very honest with you. Um, anyway, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, and I do mean that, brother. Maybe you can ride with us sometime because that was powerful. Uh, LSU, don't forget your train of thought. I just got another hand that's been up. I'm sorry, Eric Code eight one seven three. I don't know how long you've been holding, but we'll come to you now. And LSU, you can finish up after this, brother, who or uh, sister, whoever this is here. Eight one seven three five zero. Oh, I know who this is. I know who this is. All right, uh, go ahead and let us know who you are and what city you're calling from, please. Uh, this is Apostle uh, Malachi calling from Fort Worth, Texas, of the Lost Found Israelites. Uh, What's good, I just Apostle? wanted to make a. How y'all doing? Uh, I just wanted hey. to make a. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. Um, globalization, globalization, uh, which is like ties all the countries in the world economically together, uh, where they cannot uh, be self-sufficient. Uh, uh, and where they can impose sanctions on certain governments like like the government of Venezuela. But globalization, or a.k.a. capitalism, it destroys borders and uh, it crosses languages and nationalities. Uh, you can live in one country yet have a visa to live in another country. And because of this globalization, whether this this uh, virus, is, whether it's man-made 
all is of the most high. Nevertheless, globalization makes it uh, so possible, so very much more possible for viruses to spread in a matter of time, in such a matter of short time, because of, of, of capitalism uh, uh, and globalization, which ties all the economics of the world, except a few, maybe Cuba and North Korea, and 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 that, and, and with that comes uh, the spread of virus. And because China is so uh, deeply invested in the world market, uh, and because a lot of American businesses, like the brother was bringing out, is uh, uh, rooted in China right now, and uh, and because China is also in uh, Africa. And Africa, you know, has a history of always uh, uh, selling themselves out to foreign governments. Uh, but because China is so uh, uh, tied to the economic markets, this this virus, whether well, man-made or uh, of the Most High, uh, is, is it spreading so rapid? You understand? And um, my, my thing Bomb is that just keep thing is that Elishua, I think he said the key thing. You know, we need to, you know, uh, uh, Get up on the Psalms 91. He that dwelleth under the shadow of the of the uh, Almighty. Uh, uh, we need to we need to uh, be prayed up, and uh, we also need to take practical steps as well to to uh, keep ourselves from uh, uh, getting this thing as well. And I would even go be so radical as to say that I don't think right now it's safe for even those of them who had their schools and who had their children in the public schools to even send them there right now. I don't think it's safe. And at that, uh, thank you. Uh, uh, brother, brother Seth, I have to, I have to say something that's important that I say this, and it's it's, it's for it's for the show. Um, so all this party, all this party, all up, this is real important because we want we want we don't want to become under liability. We're saying some things. So all this party, especially all agents of the United States government, we are not in any way encouraging or counseling people to not participate in public entities like schools and things like that. We are not in any way telling people that you do not take vaccines. If people choose, person chooses not to take a vaccine, that is their choice, but it is not our counsel. This is extremely important, people, because we're talking about a subject that says you could go to plug into the show next week and you will find your access denied. Back over to you, Brother Moderator. Appreciate that. Everybody, um, I would say that I agree with that. If you agree with that, please say that so that it can at least be recorded as such, if y'all don't mind. I agree. Eliana, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, by all means, you know, let let everybody, uh, let all um, entities be aware that we speak specifically for ourselves about what we see and we do not look to sway um, persons from being a part of uh, what one would consider a quote-unquote normal society. Uh, Pastor Chris, are you still on the line? I've been trying to get back to you over there. Yeah, are you, you know there? my phone keeps dropping. I guess it's that oh, okay. IG. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, was just, <laughs> I, I was just telling the story, you know, when I was in uh, college about one of my professors had just finished getting his doctorate in, in microbiology from LSU. And so I asked mm-hmm. him, I said, what did, what did you do your research on? He said, well, I had a choice. I could, I, I could have, you know, worked on tree funguses or slow viruses. And, you know, at that time I had taken micro and I had biology and advanced micro, and I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about a slow virus. And I said, well, 
Doc, what are slow viruses? He said, well, there are viruses that get in your body and they lay dormant and then they kind of snap on and they might might affect your immune system or some, some organs in your body. And the U.S. government is putting a whole lot of money in the slow virus research. Okay, fast forward several years. I went wow. to see uh, Dick Gregory in Richardson. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you all right now, AIDS is nothing but slow virus 19. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. And I mean, to me, that, mm. was, that was proof enough. You know, why would the government be putting a whole lot of research money in the slow viruses that eventually turned out to be HIV? And and I don't know if anybody has seen that thing uh, called, uh, it's a movie called Vaxxed. About how you know about the autism, the rise in autism in black and brown children, and they they uh, attached it to the vaccinations they were giving kids. No, this one. Yeah, it's it's uh it's V A X X E D I think a V A X E D, but it was a whole documentary on autism, the rise of autism. And the suspected culprit was the vaccinations that they were giving kids. Wow. Well, remember and even Robert De Niro, I even saw Robert De Niro on Good Morning America because, you know, he, he was married to a black woman, and his son turned up with autism. And he said, you know, my son was going fine until he got that vaccination, and that's when, you know, he started having, you know, symptoms of autism. So, you know, don't, don't, don't. Don't think that our government and all world governments, you know, because they uh, put money into biological warfare, and we live yes. in a day where they can they can genetically modify bacteria and viruses. It's just and, like and, I saw on the news Chris, today. Yes, sir. If I can just really quickly, I like, interject really quickly because uh, I don't want to cut you off. I want you to finish, but okay, I know how we sound. I know how we sound because many of you saying I'm getting that vaccination for the coronavirus, and we're talking about the coronavirus tonight for sure. Listen, y'all have to go research what Pastor Chris is saying. I did a show where we was talking about this, and there was this this this, this young lady called, happened to be white. That's not a big deal, but her thing was to get the African exposed to Chinese for killing millions of black babies. And this 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 this, this lady swore she was trying to, to go and live there, and she she had all kind of facts, and I can't think of the name of the show. If I think of it, I'll put it out there, but it's it's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of documents of how vaccinations, it's more clear that they're killing than helping. In the States, they kind of do, have done a job on us, but in the, in Africa, they don't, they're not as polished, and you got to do the research on it. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. Right, right, and then I just I just wanted to add, you know, Robert De Niro got in, on television and said that on on Good Morning America one morning, and so you know we mm. can't, you know, in other words, I'm just saying we can't be naive, and the way and and no like doubt. this evening on the news, I saw where they had a company that was working on a cure for coronavirus, and they had the scientist, and he was saying, oh yeah, well we've we've genetically modified uh, lab mice. So they kind of they kind of mimic the human body, and that's what we are testing them on. So you know they can manipulate God's plan, you know, as far as genetic material. 
And that's what they're doing. And, and, you know, we can't be naive to think, oh, my government wouldn't do that. And I always say you need to go find out about the Tuskegee study if you don't think our government can do such things. And, 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 and you know, all of, all of the brothers and sisters who have talked about the biblical prophecy, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, a lot of people who don't read and study the Bible and don't know who's who in the Bible, it's, it's, it, you can be confused. But trust me, you know, I've studied the Bible for many years, and I haven't heard anything quoted from the Bible that I would disagree with or say, oh, no, that's not correct. And I appreciate you guys bringing that out because it all it is all in the Bible. And the last thing I just wanted to say about yes, that yes. China deal, you know, the Vice, they had an episode of Vice, and the whole episode was about Chinese doing business in Africa. They're talking about how they would go into African countries and build them a real nice soccer field and then bring business to them like, hey, we need you all to assemble these parks and we're going to pay you for it. So it's going on. It's already been noted, noted in uh, some news shows. So that's I, I, I kind of believe what our brother Leonard was saying is absolutely true. If I may, um, I think it, what, in, in what you were saying, Pastor Chris, about uh, one should be aware of one's government, uh-huh. in the Bible, it says that they're beasts. It gives, it's given example of beasts. That's the example that is given you in reference to these man man's government. And so when it says the lion will lay with the lamb, folks, they're not talking about an actual lion. And an actual lamb. You just, you're looking at a beast government with a more docile government. That beast government will no longer, in that millennial reign when the Most High comes, you know, uh, when the Messiah comes back, rather, they will lay one with the other. They won't. That that uh, beast-like mentality will not be able to uh, just overpower these other countries who, in essence, would just like to live a peaceable life. And that's and you you actually see that mentality in people. I'm in sales to some degree, and I know that in my line of work, there's people who will put you in the worst situation just so that they can get paid. And I have to make certain that I use equity in my business dealings. And so um, uh, it's a choice that one makes, but and other people make their choices, but it's like when you have the spirit of the most high within you, you know that he holds you to a high standard because as it states oftentimes in the Old Testament, Old Testament that if that widow, that childless uh, or fatherless, the widow and the stranger, if they yell out to God, he's going to hear them. <laughs> he's going to hear them. And so he's letting you know, he, he lets you know that he's going to respond to them. It didn't even say if they're Israelites. It says he's going to respond to those persons who are being used by uh, nefarious persons. So, yeah, I couldn't help but to spin, spin on that one, uh, uh, Pastor Chris, because our government, <laughs> they are, they, they are um, allegorized, if you will, as beasts. And that's what you're dealing with. Exactly. Exactly. And even, even you know, Yeshua even said, you know, he told a parable about the goats and the sheep. You know, about when, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you in prison? 
And he said, well, the way you treat the least of these is the way that you treat me. And, you know, Dr. James Cone, a a brilliant African-American theologian, wrote, wrote a book called The God of the Oppressed because he said that it seems that God always sides with the oppressed people of the planet. And that seems to be true if you kind of look at the story and look at, you know, look, look, look all through history. Look at us. And, you know, uh, John, oh, Pastor Chris, I'm sorry. Are you, were you finished? I didn't want to interrupt you. No problem. No, bro. Go ahead. We good. Go ahead. Okay. You know, I say this to all of us as believers, all of us who love God. What's the price of your comfort? What's the price of your quality of life? Because it seems to be that's what we're concerned with. That's what we are preoccupied with. So much to the extent that we believe that that, the, that Yahweh Shah Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ, died and gave up his life for our comfort. For us to have a better quality of life. That was not the intent, people. And the comfort that you live in, the quality of life that you share and experience in America, it comes at the loss of millions of lives and souls every day. We're the righteous. We're supposed to stand up against wickedness. We're supposed to expose the evil deeds of darkness. But instead, we've become willing participants and cooperatives in their plans. I'm talking to yes, believers sir. right now. Yes, sir. I'm talking to people who know the truth. And you sit idly by, you keep your mouth closed, and whenever people who do speak up against the truth, you become their enemy. Yes, sir. Lives are in the balance. Souls are in the balance. This nation is about to reap the reward and the consequences for its actions. Because we have gone throughout the world wreaking havoc in order for you to live in your three, four bedroom house and drive your nice cars, that that's what Jesus died for. Come on, El Yeshua. He is the God of the oppressed. He has chosen the poor of the world to be rich in faith. Not these rich people. They don't operate in faith because their wealth is their defense. And we have got to wake up because time is drawing nigh. The days are getting short. The time is at hand. When are we going to come out of our slumber? This ain't no black thing. This is a true thing. Mm. We got to wake up, people. We become pawns. These people are killing us softly. And just because it doesn't happen in America, it's amazing. No, we're not panicking. We ain't hit enough death yet. Twin Towers got knocked down. All of a sudden, everybody wants to pray. Everybody wants to go to church. No, 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 no. You won't be able to escape what's coming. So all I can say is you if might want to get in the ark of safety. Yes, Brother John. So actually, I was going to request Sister Eliana. We we have five minutes left, folks. I normally look to Sister Eliana to speak with her given voice to take me down from that heightened sense of aggression that L always puts me in. So, <laughs> Sister Eliana, what I would request that we do at this juncture is, you know, say our parting words, uh, you know, where – we would, what, what we would like to leave in the minds of the persons who listen in to this show and who will listen to the archived version. Um, and I would ask Sister Eliana to start first. 
Yes. I would like to say what I've been saying to my congregation is this. It's time for us to have an adult, committed, mature relationship with the Most High. It's time for us to take the responsibility because now this fight is on our shoulders. It's on our watch. We are responsible for the information, this truth, and we are responsible for bringing the people into the right knowledge of the kingdom and the requirements of the Most High. And this is not an emotional, this is not an emotional commitment. This is a clear thought, clear, mature, just like when you decide you're going to marry someone, you take into consideration every aspect of what you think that requirement and that relationship is going to need before you enter into it. This is not something that we need to enter into lightly. We need to understand that we have been called. No one else is going to do this work. It is our time, and it is this, this responsibility is happening on our watch, and we have to give an account. And we need to be mature about the responsibility that the Most High has laid before us, and we need to walk in it with a complete understanding and move forward in the call to bring forth that gospel, bring forth that word, educate our people, but also understand what is at stake and also be able to give the correct interpretation according to the scripture with wisdom, with knowledge, with understanding, so that the people can do those things that the Most High has called us to do, not just as a nation, within a nation, but as a nation, within this nation, we need to stand firm. We are now the leaders, and it's time for us to stand up. Brother Moderator? Uh, Brother John? Oh, I'm sorry. I was speaking and I had myself <laughs> on mute out of respect for the sister. Well, I, I just want to remind everyone to know that, that if you are listening by way of the link and you want to catch these last words, call in to the show because that's going to be the only way that you'll be able to continue to listen in. Again, if you're listening by way of the link, please call into the show and so that you can uh, hear these last parting words. Pastor Chris? Um, I'm going to bypass. Hold on, Pastor Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. That number, that number is 914-914-205-5590. Like Brother John said, you will be disconnected in about a minute. 914-205-5590. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. Uh, I was going to uh, not say anything. I want to give up my time, but I was going to ask if it would be okay if Sister Eliana prayed us out before we got off the air tonight. Uh, well said. I, I, I'm in perfect agreement with that. Um, yes. Brother L, um, if you would go ahead and give us your parting words of kindness, peace, and joy. <laughs> or the wake up call, one of the other. <laughs> You know what, John? Easy listening. <laughs> John, you sound like the king. They say, hey, we're going to go to war, call for a prophet. They call for a life. The king like, no, nah, man, anybody but him, man. That dude always got bad news. He never, never prophesied. <laughs> like, 
And ladies and gentlemen, please know that I am not a doom and gloom prophet. I am not a doom and gloom person. As John, as you can tell between me and John's exchange and me and Seth's exchange and Pastor Chris as well, is that I'm a joyful person. I like to have fun. Um, but I realize that my life is not my own. I've been brought with a price. And my closing words is this. I've already said it, but I would say this. Is that people, please, pray for the people on this show. Pray for this show. Because as you know, as you can tell, we don't come into the show lightly. I didn't want to prepare for this show until today. But the Holy Spirit started preparing me on Saturday for this show. And that is to say that you're important, you're significant, that the most high cares about you, and he wants you to walk in light and not in darkness. But as Sister Eliana just stated, you have a responsibility and an obligation to work out your own salvation, and you're to do it with what? Fear and trembling. It's a serious thing, people. And realize we're not called here to look for ourselves. We're called to, to, to bring light to the world. And this is what we do. And we ask you all to pray for us, to support us, to get behind us, and your own self, don't fulfill the obligation of the call that is upon your life. Do that which God has given you existence for. Powerful. Powerful. Very well. Very well. Um, my, I'm going to be real brief. It has nothing to do with the coronavirus. I just want to give props to Brother Seth, folks, this very platform. Brother Seth, when, when El yes, says yes. your support, folks, we, we don't ask for uh, money we we never Seth has always paid the bill for five smooth stones. He's a working man. He's not independently wealthy uh, to the degree he can just sit back all day and, and ponder these things about what I'm going to do on the show. No, he has to go to work every day. Hard working man. And so I applaud you, Seth. Uh, this was a bomb show, and I hope that people can receive some insight into this show as well as all, what is it, 400 shows, Seth, that you have uh, so archived? I think it's like 434 or something. No, 450, I think. I think 452 or something like that. Four, okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, props, Seth. Um, I'll put the, put the uh, ball in your court to close it out. Okay, if everybody gave their last word, Pastor Chris, Sister Eliana, I'll have to step away. I have to step away, you know, getting ready for work. Uh, did everybody give their last final words? Yes. Okay. Yes. Everybody. All right. All right. Well, listen, folks. Again, like Brother John said, it was a great show. Uh, uh, I, I told uh, Brother Leonard I would check back in with him to see if he had any final words. Um, and I, I, I just amended my word. Let me just do it because here's why. He he had hard time pressing one. And I don't know if his hand is up or down. He I kept in the green room. I said press one. And I couldn't tell. So I really can't tell if the brother had a question or not. In the end, so I said, I'll just check. Them. So let's do this really quick. Let's check with him, open up his line. He may not have anything, but just out of keeping my word. But brother Leonard, quickly, quickly, uh, did you have anything you wanted to add? I know we couldn't tell whether or not your hand was up or down. And because of it, I'm giving you this special opportunity. Did you have anything in like 30 seconds? Yeah, yeah, I want to connect the dots. I, I, I'm big on connecting dots. So I had mentioned nanotechnology. And then the, the brother Chris uh, mentioned slow viruses. Well, that nanotechnology is they, they have nanos in our bodies that they put in all the water, in the water system. they dormant, and they're functioning off of the, of the hearts. So it's at, a, at, a, at a set time, they can trigger those nanos, which tied to the viruses. But you have to do the research, you have to do the research on, on the nanotechnology. And, and another thing was that, 
you got these, these fallen angels, they eternal beings. So they tried to destroy us in Egypt by throwing the males in the water. Well, they've learned from that. That's what, we, that's what we're witnessing now. These, these, these same beings. Interesting. I yield. Interesting. Well, Brother Good, it's always good to hear your insight. And nanotechnology, I did this research about 10 years ago on it, and it was something then. So I'm going to have to refresh on that because I know there's something there, and I know you ain't whistling, Dixon. I appreciate your research. And, folks, y'all have heard a earful. I think the consensus is is definitely, thank you, Brother Lynn, I'll meet your line. Uh, the consensus is, is definitely yes, not the Father's judgment. Go ahead, somebody, quickly. Go ahead, please. That was me. I, you know what? I was I was actually muted the line. I was walking around listening. You said nanotechnology. Uh, if you remember, a comrade of ours informed us of nanotechnology literally about almost eight to ten years ago, and that was Brother Jason. As a matter yeah, of fact, we went to his exactly house and just came into town, and we had just came into town, and basically he set us down. He said, man, it's something that I have to tell you guys about because you guys are, like, internationally, and you're thinking, and you need to know what's going on. And he informed us of nanotechnology, that literally you can take something as small as a pen, the pinhead, and you can record every event in your life. And that is an implant that they are literally right now already implanting people in certain countries. In certain countries, you cannot get medical attention unless you have that technology in your body in which they supposedly, that's how they maintain your medical records. I just wanted to interject that before you close. Wow, wow, wow. Well, folks, y'all heard a lot. That was sure Again, everybody's fine. Sister Eliana was a blessing tonight. Didn't we enjoy Sister Eliana, everybody? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Sister Eliana, again, appreciate your presence. We really appreciate it, okay? Remember, she's supposed to pray before we close, Seth. Oh, that's right. Sister Eliana, supposed to pray before we close. Yes, yes. Please do, Sister Eliana. You you got the floor at this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Most High, we just give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. We lift up your name tonight. We thank you for the platform. Uh, we thank you, mighty God, that Glory you have been at the forefront and the midst uh, and, yes. and all around the conversation yes. because uh, it's for yes. your people. It's for the deliverance of your people and the knowledge of your people, for the uplifting of your people, for the education of your people. And, Father, we thank you that everywhere that this broadcast will be played in the future during the uh, the archive session that your Ruach will rule over yeah. the minds, the hearts of the people. Bring them to yeah. the understanding that they need to be at, at this time. Father, we thank you right now. Just pray for every moderator, every speaker, every co-host, every person that spoke on the line, that you know their thank situation. You. Father God, that you would go in and you would change the situation, the seasons that, that are, they're facing, oh God. Give them the yeah. victory over what is going on in their family life, oh God, in their yeah. personal life. Yeah. And we thank you, Father, for every listener that you are going to meet them at their point of need. Father, you're the great convincer. For those that do not believe, let it be, Father God, that what they've heard will begin to convince them that you are the most high. There is no mm. other. Your way is the way, almighty God. Yeah. And we thank yeah. you. We give you praise and glory for what you are doing and what you will continue to do to elevate this ministry online and to open the eyes of understanding of your people. Now, Father, bless everything that has been said and bring us back at the appointed time, Father. 
at another time, Father, to give knowledge to your people. We thank you. We thank you for everything that you are doing, and we give you praise and glory in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus, our great, wonderful, mighty, matchless, undefeated Messiah. And we thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Someone had asked me if I wanted to, well, my sister had asked me around 4 o'clock if I had a time to have dinner. And I said, no, I have to be on the broadcast at 6. And so I was anticipating being back on the broadcast and making this hour the time, or this these hours the time set aside for this kind of work. So, yes, I missed no you guys. Somebody was praying. Everybody was praying, right? You guys were praying. Yes, so. The yes, most Absolutely. He worked it out. Well, listen, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap up uh, again. Uh, thank you, Sister Eliana, uh, Brother Ella Shure, Pastor Chris, and for sure the moderator, uh, Brother John Clark. Remember to keep Brother Dan Wallace in your prayers. Uh, thank all of the callers that contributed. Uh, folks, we're really out of here. Again, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Uh, Next week, tune in next week. I'm sure it'll be something very much exciting, very relevant. Uh, we don't do it unless it's relevant to you and yours. All right? Uh, going out with a little song I want to put on your minds. This is a powerful song. Uh, y'all may not want to hang up too quick. Remember, I put a lot into the first and last songs. This message is to all of those out there that's full of fear and worry. Okay, the Father not only promised to keep you here, but we go into a place and we forget about that. We live like we're going to always be here, but there's a place for us. And uh, not just here, there's a peace, there's a shalom for us here. We don't have to worry. When I say shalom, I mean peace. There's a peace we have. We don't have to worry about the wicked, about coronavirus, about our finances, if we trust the Most High, if we do it. It's easier said than done. Uh, folks, that's why, that's why he came, the Messiah come to make uh, to create that bridge to the Father and to have that communication to where we live life. He said, I come that you may have life more abundantly. But we don't just get it here. We get it when we leave this earth. Like Brother John said, can't be afraid to die, folks. And so this song is very meaningful. It's an old song, but this message is powerful. Good night. Again, I love every single one of y'all, all ethnic groups, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. So does the Most High. Fear not. Fear not, people. Fear not. That means you. Good night.
You are 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.